And what's going on, everybody? Welcome on into another edition of the Check Your Brain podcast here, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's free podcast apps, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, I don't know what else am I on? Pandora. Do people still use Pandora? If you're on Pandora, I don't know, message me, say that you're still listening on Pandora or you're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tony Mazur, Rumble, or even YouTube. I might put this on YouTube. How's that sound? Like I said, my name is Tony Mazur, and uh, with me is a very special guest. This is the third year in a row that we have been doing this because we've now been married three years. It is my wife, Leah. Hi. That's all you're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> you work in broadcasting. I'll wait. I got plenty to say. You started in radio. And yet you I say I mean, I hi. didn't start in radio. Well, you kind of did. I interned. I started in television. Sort of. Still in television. But we're managing. We're doing a podcast. So uh, for folks who haven't checked this out in the past couple of years, we decided. I'm like, you know what? I started a Patreon back in 2021. It was our first year of being married and decided, hey, why not? Let's do a podcast together. And so we did actually did two. We did one, a po- Patreon exclusive, which uh, that'll never get you in trouble if you do Patreon exclusive content. I'm an infamous guest. Then the second one, we're like, yeah, let's do year two. Let's do another one. And then now we're in year three and I'm in a better state of mind this year. Last year was a little more bitter. I was going to say, I was trying to think back and I'm to the three that we've done. Well, this is the third one. Well, no, we did three because, yeah, we did it's three, three yeah. the first year. Um, and the first two were, <laughs> well, the first two got me in trouble. <laughs> for, first one, first one, because we did it, it was clean. Everything was great. It just, you know, there it were wasn't couple- that it was clean. It was that I threw people under the bus. So then when we did year two, which was last year, <clears throat> I was in a different state of mind as far as uh, my job situation. Uh, and so I was a little bit more bitter. I was clean. I didn't curse in that podcast, but it's a little bit more bitter on how things were managed at the time with my life. But in the past year now, I've been very humbled based on new job, new, you know, new, new experiences in life. And now here we are in year number three. I'm feeling a lot better about myself, about I, marriage. Not, not that I felt worse about it a year ago than it was, but hey, let's do a podcast. Let's talk about it. So how have I been? Am I a good husband? <laughs> <laughs> can't answer that why I mean, not i guess i can yes subjective you're, yes you're a good husband but i don't know where you want to go with that i would just say yeah last year was definitely the sophomore slump at least i hope it was i mean technically we could have had the sophomore slump in 21 but i feel like we were newlyweds twice because of the two ceremonies. So I feel like oh, we had last year was the sophomore slump. So in the last year, of course, on my end, we've had, you know, I lost my appendix, lost my job, lost my grandmother. And then eventually we lost our cat Woody, which, you know, we can get into. But Bums. your life changed because in the time that we recorded, you got an Emmy. I got an Emmy. Oh, we should have had that in the camera. Yeah. So what 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 was that like Emmy of winning your first Emmy? Winning. Um, surreal, completely surreal. Definitely went in thinking that we had a shot. Then I mean it's a real life Emmy. This this is the same one that they get. Yeah, for folks who are watching on the this on the video thing. right now, that is the Emmy. The National Wait, Academy. Yeah, that's real of television <laughs> that's arts not plastic. and sciences. So Baby girl number one. Um, yeah, I was hoping I'd win. I submitted for two, got nominated for one, was nominated 
for <laughs> very funny. The topic I was nominated on was teen coverage for the opening of our mass vaccination clinic uh, in Cleveland. Uh, we were up against some pretty heavy stories of FedEx shooting, the FedEx plant, I guess. Oh, the one was it? The Indiana? one in Indiana, um, a school shooting story out of Cleveland. Um, just really heavier stuff. Not to say that the mass vaccination clinic isn't a heavy story because it was what was considered like the first light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. Um, little did we know. But it was a story that I really didn't think held the weight that the other stories did. So to be sitting there and thinking, and the categories before us, the Indianapolis station said one. So I was basically. So, so you kind of felt no like, we you had, know, like uh, one station reported on a war, another station reported on a natural disaster, another station reported on this. And you felt that you guys ha- were dealing with a cat that got stuck in a tree. And yet the cat that got stuck in the, because remember in 2022, compared to where we were a year earlier, that wasn't as big of a story for a lot of people. Well, the nominations were for stories in 2021. Yes, exactly. That's what I was getting to. So, and then when I just heard them say mass, that's the first word I heard. I blacked out. Um, My sister actually caught it on video. I was just sitting there like praying and the fr- that's the first word I heard, and I just like my arms drop, and I was sitting in between like one of my good friends and my sister, and um, you could hear on the Emmy broadcast the screaming from my sister. Um, it was awesome, and then we get up there, and because I was the first one in the group of us that won, it was my first time ever winning. Our main anchor said Leah's doing the speech, and I really blacked out at that point. But it was cool. It was really cool. It was a really good experience. It was really fun. I said you weren't able to be there. Yeah, I had a bachelor party to go to. He was uh, out on a boat somewhere. I was on a boat in, uh, I would like to say, I can't tell. When you won, I was either in Ohio or Pennsylvania. I was like right in the middle yeah. of, Pi- of Pimatuning Lake. But uh, yeah, I wasn't able to go there. Now, was your speech better or worse than my best man's speech and my brother's? Oh, wedding? so much better. <laughs> so much better. So, but, uh, but no, you had won this Emmy. You're, you know, I don't know what's going to happen by the time this goes out. You may win another one over the weekend, but is the fact I'm nominated again, everybody is the fact (laughs) that you won one. Is that kind of all is that, was that the goal you were going for? No, I didn't even know Emmys were a thing for local television news and really working. I worked for five years at our Fox affiliate and um, I don't ever remember hearing people hearing talk about them there, but oh my, at the ABC station I work at now, yes, Emmys are a big deal. Um, and then I was never always, in, I was never ever included because it's normally just more the on-air people and the producers that write the shows. Um, so I asked if I could be included in these and kind of fought my way through. I did two years ago submit, but didn't get nominated. So last year, submitted nominated um and won so that was really awesome and i'm excited to be a part of it more now and this year i'm nominated uh with it's another group effort it's our morning show and it's for like breaking news um some stories that happened all in the same morning uh and i'm pretty excited um i hope we win i would love to win the morning show one because that's where my career started was in morning 
news. So, so the goal is not necessarily to make more Emmys, but it's just to continue the like Emmy was just a perk to doing this, to being in news. Oh no, I want to win more. No. Oh, so you would like to? Okay. Oh yeah, I want to win like ten. Okay. But I also want to win one for myself eventually. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. Um, it's cool being on the ones with everybody, but I would love to win one that's just me. I was only nominated for an AP radio award uh, back in, I think, 2016. I did not win. Uh, we were talking about the opioid epidemic that was happening in Ohio, which, uh, by the way, is still going on right now. So ongoing story. I don't know what we lost to. I would assume it had to have been something like a cat in a tree. <laughs> That's probably what it kept that what of. we're going to call this one? No, cat yeah, tree. the cat in the tree. Third yes. year of marriage. <laughs> but uh, but no, that's uh, that was that was it. I wasn't nominated. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't have that kind of um, uh, publicity. My uh, my noteworthiness. Mine was more uh, negative in my media career. But but regardless, yeah. we talked about that last year. If you want to go check out we've last taken, week, last um, year's podcast, yeah, we've taken opposite roads. But um, <clears throat> so what's interesting though, though, before we get to just kind of more fun stuff, as far as the what's not fun about Emmys. Well, no, I, I'm saying as far as the media landscape, and it's something I've kind of talked about on my podcast, on my Don't Patreon. Don't get me in trouble. No, no, I'm not going to get you in trouble. It's where we're going as far as news consumption in the future. Oh, yeah. Because, um, so I talk about this on my bonus content episode on patreon.com slash Tony Mazer about how somebody like Tucker Carlson, now not everybody's going to be a fan of Tucker, but he's putting his content now on Twitter and it gets like 60 to over 100 million views compared to where he was on cable news, which was 3 million. Now, not everybody's going to sit around and watch all 10 to 15 minutes of his show. That view count, it could be one view for of somebody who just looks at it for two seconds. However, it's something that every person who's worked in media in the last, gosh, 20 years now is wondering what the next step is. Radio people had to contend with in the early 80s to the uh, the MTV generation. Then when podcasting, when uh, Apple Music or iTunes at the time was coming out, you had to contend with that as well. So there was always going to be, you have to look out what the next thing is going to be. Blockbuster has talked about that, where Blockbuster had to look out for Netflix. Hey, there's going to be a possibility where you can get movies delivered right to your home. You don't have to go to the store. So as far as news consumption goes, and you work in news, and you've worked in news for you know better part of two decades now, it's always in the back of your mind as to what is going to be the next thing. There's always going to be a need for news. But how in your mind, picture this 10 years from now, how will we be consuming news? Well, I can already tell you because we're already starting to do it. Um they've got to learn how to it's not so much going to be about a program as a whole um as we've learned you know videos go viral um it's not an entire show it's just a video of something so now it's they've got to learn how to track stories the way the stories are consumed so basically how do you keep track of how many views a story gets from youtube from tiktok from Facebook, from Instagram, wherever it's put, um, that's the future. Um, it may not be hey, putting together. She's trying to keep it together as our cats are actually fighting next to us right now. I can't tell if it's that, that's getting picked up, but yeah, go ahead. Is, it's, it, is it's, that what it's going to be? Is there yes. More cats in the tree. More news? cats in the tree news. Um, no, yeah, it's going to be how do we track video. Just like that. 
<laughs> yeah, they're too funny. Hey. Oh my goodness. You you decide right now you're gonna do yeah, this. This is when you want to fight and be loud about it. We're not cutting this. It's, no. it's gonna stay in. But okay, continue. Yes. Sorry. Um yeah, social media. Um it's the way we're all going. It's very interesting how my my career started. It was you would get in trouble for being on your social media at work. And now if you don't know how to work social media, you're probably not getting a job in television. I mean, and I haven't even used some of the, the new stuff. I mean, I I drew the line at TikTok. Um, I am definitely one of those adults that will watch a TikTok video when it's posted to Instagram. Um, but TikTok is the future. Um, I know at some point they're probably gonna try to monetize how to do things on Snapchat. Um, obviously we're we're doing we're asking the reporters now to do something called um vertical videos. So basically they kind of tell their story like an Instagram reel or something like that, like very quickly and and they post them into social media. Um so what you're saying is there's always going to be a need for news, local news, national news. It's just the consumption is going to be different because you look at the demographics of who's currently watching and I mean, it's not like but people... that's the other problem. Yeah, because people they're are... not the 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 generation that's aging out and the generation that's aging into the twenty five to fifty four demographic that is like the what everything is measured by. They're not watching the news, but they're they're still so... news consumers. So how do you get that to? Are they? Yes, I, no, well, they're not. Well, news. I, I shouldn't say news like actual no, TV news. They're but not they news consume. consumers. They consume video content. they doom scroll yes they consume content so so how do you they're give now the deciding content? what is news as well oof that's scary and well but it's also listener listener and viewer trip yeah so you're giving what the audience wants and if the audience who is has been watching your local news for 60 70 years right now and mm-hmm. starting to eventually die off a media company has to adapt Mm-hmm. And but it's like that in every way. I mean, look what what happened with newspapers. I've talked to people who've worked at newspapers, whether small town, Sun Herald, whatever, to your big time newspapers. And they told me about 2008, 2009, 2010 was around the time you had these dinosaurs. And I use that in a nice way of saying it. But they were people that they didn't know about Twitter. They didn't know about blogging. All they did was they posted a column, maybe two columns a day, and don't talk to me. I'm done. This is my this is my contract. I do one column. And they said, yeah, no, we need more from you. We need you to update the Twitter account. You need to post on there. You need to continue. Like You can have a blog that you continually update. We will link to it from our station account or our news account or whatever. And it took a little bit because some people were like, just buy me out, buy out my contract. I can't do this anymore. Others are like, this is the new generation and this is how things are going to happen. So we do adapt as human beings and especially in this business. It's just, is it going to, is is the adaptation going to occur a little quicker than I guess we're more comfortable about? I don't know. I mean, it's going to have to. Uh, We're adjusting to a lot of things right now um in our newsroom and the business as a whole um we got surveys this year that we're told that the viewers want to see the anchors out more in public um they wanted to see us following through on stories we've already covered to find out what happens after you know you either you know discovery or 
you know, bust something. Um, and they want more positive news. Well, can't, you know, always have positive news. That's not always what's going to happen. Um, I think a lot of it's a promotion thing, uh, to be totally honest. Um, I don't know how people find out we're doing those things unless we're promoting it responsibly and wisely. Um, and again, that's going to be reaching out through social media. So social media is going to run our lives and it's, it's already it's be how we lives. get the news. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you think about people our age and younger, how are they getting news now? How are they updated on whatever's going on? Twitter. With, well, Twitter, is it Facebook? But that's the thing is that when, it's not Facebook. Facebook's dying. So Facebook is dying as far as news. Like, I mean, sure, people are commenting. Yeah, I mean, and still, it's kind of funny. Like our station puts out social media call outs for people that we, we need somebody for a story. Like we're doing a consumer based story. Have you had this problem? We do a social media call where we put on our Facebook, have you had this problem? Call the newsroom. We might want to put you on television. But then again, I'm thinking if people aren't using Facebook, how are they knowing they're supposed to call the station? I don't know. I don't know either. That's going to be interesting um, where we're at. And I would say it, it's funny to think where we were 10 years ago, which was Facebook, Twitter. You were consuming news at that time, but it was still kind of weirdly enough to think it was still in infancy and didn't think that by the time like vine was around which was 10 mm -hmm. years ago that that was eventually going to be what tiktok is was even though it's a little bit longer clips but that short opportunity of getting that information out either it's information entertainment or nothing there you go snap that thing open long drink we enjoy those can we have um, a sponsorship already? Yeah, exactly. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Leah and Tony Mazur for Long Drink. The Long Drink. Yes, indeed. If you want, uh, if you want to win Emmys, and do, if you if you want to spill uh, citrus flavored gin on your Emmy award, uh, no, no, no. That's figure out how to get it to hold it, like the Stanley Cup or something. That would be nice. I tried getting Hams to sponsor, but they haven't responded to me a lot from last week. I wouldn't do that unless you win a second. No, I just, yeah, <laughs> this one trash. Yeah, the, the first one, just throw that out, throw it in, uh, away. But as far <clears throat> last oh, one. there's something else I want to talk about with the news. Yes, in another way, it's getting consumed or created. Um, there's a lot of talk of consolidating. Um, so maybe. And this happened with newspapers. Maybe the person reporting the story is doing it from the town it happened in, or maybe not. That could be on the way. So would, so, you know, we've been used to the morning news. We have like maybe a noon news, a five o'clock news, a six o'clock news, and then either depending on where you're at, a 10 or 11 o'clock news. Mm -hmm. Will we be seeing in the, because what you've actually, what you've, uh, told me about that I didn't realize because I would have thought I, as having a radio background, syndication is cheap. Just put something on the bird, as we used to call it. Just put mm -hmm. something on the satellite and it's okay and it's cheap. You only pay like a certain amount a month as opposed to paying a personality to be on the air. You have now told me, though, it's the opposite, that especially with local ad dollars of putting local news on. So Instead as of many getting local shows, Cameron Hall as possible, and yeah. Steve Wilkes is that his name is the bald guy who looks like Joe Rogan. I don't know. 
The only Steve I know is the security guy from Drew or Bear. Steve Harvey or any of those. I was like, or Steve Harvey. But like any of those syndicated shows that you've said they're actually more expensive than in-house programming with like program programming yes. local news. Yes. It's but cheaper to just do your own show. Will that continue though? Oh yes. Um will we have more newscasts then? Really? So we could have a three o'clock newscast. I... I'm not saying your station, but <laughs> Where? across across the com- country that we might be seeing several more hours of news yeah i just noticed so like for instance our local nbc station used to only be a they do the morning show they would do well now they don't even do it i don't know when they did the noon their noon show is kind of like a lifestyle type show but then they wouldn't be live on tv till six o'clock and they'd be like six seven and eleven now there are four five six seven till seven thirty right yeah till seven thirty um, our Fox affiliate is literally on the air from 4.30 to 1 o'clock in the afternoon, live. Um, they in have the four line. hours of the morning show. Now they extended their lifestyle show that used to be 10 to 11, is now 10 to noon, and then I think the noon is noon to 1. So they're on the air from 4.30 to 1 p.m. Well, we see more lifestyle shows then because that's... I don't know because a lot of that has to do with how much advertising dollars people have. Because a lot of people know that those are brokered shows yeah. and that people will... if folks who don't know that a brokered show will be you'd have a local business that says hey we want to buy ad time and because they can buy the ad time then we'll say hey we got a couple of our personalities we'll go out to your business and then talk about you for 10 15 minutes and say like hi we're here at uh steven or steven you know uh the what whatever's a uh, place uh you know you Amish country. Stephen Barry's? Well, I could say Stephen Berry's, but like, okay, let's say Stephen Berry's. Like, hey, we're here at Steve, Stephen Berry's. They have $6 t-shirts that you can buy and $9 jackets. And and then you'd have the host be like, well, Stephen Berry started back in this day and everything. And we've been here at this location for whatever. And that's a lot of that show. Now it's, it's pretty yeah. inexpensive to put on the air and it serves, at, it serves airtime. Do you think we'll see more of that? You said that you don't know. I don't know. I, I think it also depends on what the station wants to do as a whole. Like for us, we used to kind of produce a show that was like an entertainment tonight type show. And that show's going away. Because um, I know in radio, radio went through a bad trend of this. And I, I don't want to say bad in your business because I think it's a, it's a little bit more sustainable because you have the visual element. But in radio, it had the hey, uh, I would love to be on the radio. It's like, okay, well, file an application. You say, well, okay, well, what if I was a sales guy and then I know a bunch of local businesses that would love to have me broadcasting my show here? And they're like, all right, well, then we're in. So they would just radio 20 years ago, start giving anyone a show as long as you knew how to do some kind of sales. And yeah, I was paid for it, basically. And you, you paid for it. So that person who's on the air is not getting paid by the station. If anything, they get m- maybe a free burger or a couple of drinks. So after they're the just show. trying to promote their business. It's like a, it's a um, what are those called? Cross promotion. Not a cross promotion, on on television. Um, you know, it would be the thing that on Saturday mornings would be on instead of cartoons. Oh yeah, the uh, paid, paid, paid program. Paid programming, yeah. Um, that's what it is. Do you think there'd radio. be more paid programming on local TV then? I don't know. I don't think so. I think the cheapest thing to make still is news. Um, And I think that is the route that they will try to go. 
And will news, will will you see more, because I think one of the big criticisms, and to be honest, I've had my criticism of this, of news is news and public relations is a weird thing where as somebody who has worked in newsrooms myself, and this is just me saying this, is that you would get a press release from some organization and then the news person goes right on the air with the press release. Rather than vetting it, rather than getting a little bit more information, they just go, oh, so this is news. So the delicate balance of what news and public relations is, is a big topic that I, I don't know if the common person really knows about, knows too well about, but there is a lot of crossover with that because you do see a lot of people who do end up leaving news that get into public relations because it seems like kind of a lateral move. Um are we done with the days of the intrepid reporter, the muckraking reporter, and that we just news outlets are a little bit more PR friendly or like what? Uh, again, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but yeah, no, I would say the opposite. Um, I know we don't take personally, we don't take. Um, and I'm not releases. saying your station yeah, or you, like, but I'm we saying don't take press releases at face value. If anything, we see a press release and we're like, how do we get the story? that's outside of the press release like we get the story without going to the press conference but yet talking about it and making it relatable to the public um i don't see that going away anytime soon i hope if not. anything i think you're going to see you know more people trying to have a pr sense and trying to infiltrate by getting their stuff on television because it's free publicity in a way that's true so um yeah i don't think so so speaking of television, <laughs> I got a couple of topics we're gonna add. we're gonna have a little bit of fun. We're gonna have to clear your schedule for this one. So, one thing that I found interesting about when Leah and I got together back, uh, I was gonna bring something up about because my shirt, which they can't see, but it says "You can't sit with us," and it's from Mean Girls because it's Wednesday, and on Wednesdays we wear pink. But That's true, and this is going out next Wednesday this too. This so. is twenty um, first. Okay. Um, so it works but it's not pink i'm literally the most basic wife you ever thought you were going to have in your life well in a way i mean you you're a sports fan and everything and you like comedy you've you've grown to accept my style of comedy over time yeah i wouldn't necessarily say i like it but i'll accept it yeah okay but but as far as music goes and television you are like you want to know the latest and what's going on the reality show drama i'm just like you do you. I'm gonna. I'll either be in the other room doing laundry or it's bedtime. Mm -hmm. So, <sighs> I've been dying to know what this is too because I haven't looked this up yet. So when we're recording this, we're actually recording this right now as the Vanderpump the finale. Yeah, is well, it's right now. the it's not the finale. Okay. This how is, many finales? Well, Last I, week was the finale. Again, they've already had two finales. So they had the season finale, and now they've had the reunion finale. This show is just called Secrets Revealed. It's basically all the other material that didn't make the program that they decided to hide because now that this has come out, well, granted, they always have a secrets revealed at the end of every season on these reality shows where it's just, it's just, again, it's an extra week of programming, but um, yeah, this is just like an extra episode of footage that now has a whole different meaning this year because of scandal scandal so he's the guy with the bad mustache yes worm with the mustache okay so it, 
for for my diehard listeners who don't know this, you're probably turning it off, and I and I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But if you're sticking with it, I appreciate the program right now that you're sticking with it. Um, Vanderpump, what? Get to the very beginning, Cliff Notes uh-huh. version is an offshoot of one of the Real Housewives, correct? Shows, right. Lisa Vanderpump is a Real Housewife of the Beverly Hills cast. Okay, and how did this become a thing? Was it because I know Andy Cohen is has his you know. How did Vanderpump rules yeah. become a thing? Yeah. Okay, so Lisa Vanderpump is a restaurant restaurateur, um, and she has this place, Sir. Well, one of the many that she has, but Sir was the one that had this crazy group of coworkers who were all like sleeping with each other and in each other's lives and each other's best friends. And I'm sure she pitched it to Andy saying this would make a great television show. And they said, yeah, you're right. And here we are 10 years later. 10 years this show's been on 10 years or yeah. 10 seasons 10 seasons 10 years there's only one season a year i figured they did like so, yeah it's 2013 2023 10 years well, it's been on that long yeah how do you how long do you think real housewives has been on no too long like i think since 9 11 well yeah i understand that but like as far as a spinoff of a show of a reality show like that and it's had other spinoffs what are the spin? So there's spinoffs so, of the spinoffs. Yeah, so, so Real Housewives of Beverly Beverly Hills. Is this like all in the family when they this, had Maud, but then they had a yes. Maud spinoff of like yeah. So so Vanderpump also had a Jackson Brittany went to Kentucky when they were talking about getting married. To, I thought there was still Vanderpump. The, I remember that. No, this was a separate oh show from Vanderpump. So this shows so. It, it is so if this is a finale it's not the finale there's going to be more the finale's right? already happened this is just secrets revealed it's just a one-off episode of extra footage so the one that we're recording this on the you know, yeah. 14th this right is now. secrets revealed the 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 three-part reunion is over we're okay. done so but as it, far as i know they haven't started recording it either and they usually recorded like now so next year. so i remember when the kardashians were going through their thing and then then Chloe and uh, and Courtney had their own show, right? Chloe and Courtney had nine extra shows. Then Chloe and Kim had like two shows. Yeah. And then now they're on Hulu doing the same thing, doing, except yeah. with cursing. And then Rob had a show. Kylie had a show. They've all had... Oh, Disick's had his own shows too. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of shows, let's go to the next one. Oh, you don't want to talk about this? No, I don't want to talk okay, about Okay, you this. just want to talk about Vanderpump. Yes. Oh, oh yeah yeah that was so bad this week it Sorry. was i felt so dirty watching this show so there is a show that's on that you introduced me to a couple of weeks ago called the idol which is loosely based off of the britney spears conservatorship i mean i kind of want to say that but not really i don't think it's based off the conservatorship it's like loosely based off britney but her background story is different she's nuts because her mom died <clears throat> okay so this is and it Johnny is like Depp's that she daughter. was on any like drugs or anything like so that. Johnny Depp's daughter is the the protagonist in this yes, where she's Lily the, Rose the Britney character where she's on drugs Jocelyn Jocelyn and the weekend so the weekend could be like that weird guy that was hooked up with Britney during her blackout era not Jason not Jason Alexander no no because no, she and not that Jason Alexander Lufty. the other one his name's Sam Lofty he was like her manager at one point this kind of gives that vibe but as far as i know this kind of sexual relationship did not happen in that time but i could see it being like that i know 
they're kind of making the weekend's character like almost like a cult leader it's very creepy so he's david koresh david koresh (laughs) without the guitar yeah without the guitar and the guns and he's like a yeah like alleged club promoter but they're already finding out there's like holes in that story but there there was controversy with the show because it was very sexual it's it was like very close to softcore it was it is every episode has been like i'm not old enough to watch this skinamax yeah do you want to know what happened this week uh i or did you read it i I read about it that's why this article right now that i'm showing right now he tells her to like masturbate in front of him like gives the instructions tells her that he has to or no no no, no. he is instructing her on the things to do to herself but like they show it this is a family this is a family podcast okay (laughs) there's no there's no like there's no blue language or humor in this podcast here you're Uh, wearing a blue shirt that's right but uh so but this show is getting panned by the critics though oh yeah it's not good it's literally i mean i don't watch porn but this is what I would expect porn to be. That's what she says, of course. Uh, oh, there you go. But uh, yeah, so that, but they're getting it because you said this is the second cut. Because then they yes. have to cut a lot of stuff so out. So apparently, yeah, they, well, they didn't, they, whatever they recorded originally, they like threw out and started over because they didn't like how it looked. But somehow this version is okay. I don't know. And it's the same guy who does Euphoria. And if you know what Euphoria is, it's not as porny but it's it's on the it's on the brain so on that topic right now let's get to the next show that you've got me into trying to watch you got me into this i, I even want to watch this show i hate this show you are the one who wanted to watch it i thought about it and, and now then I, I have to keep watching it because we watched the whole season you want to watch it now and, and i, I like hate john c Riley. so this show it's called winning time which chronicles loosely based on the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers, the Kareem and Magic Johnson. You have Jerry Buss, who's played by John C. Riley. He's great. Gabby Hoffman, and I mean, it's it's a show. It's it's very star studded. Uh, yeah. What Adrian Brody's a he's an Academy Award winner, and he's playing he's Pat, Pat Riley. Yeah, and amazing. I hate this show. I don't know why you hate it. It's because well, it's because you can't suspend logic. No, I like, can't. Okay, the person that can't suspend logic, I have two words, and you know what they are. Scary Perry. Yeah, what? Well, scary Perry. Shout out Scary but, Perry. But he's real, though. He's the most genuine thing ever. See, the, here's the thing. I have words. I've talked about, if you did a documentary on HBO on the Showtime Lakers of the 80s, I guarantee you, if you talked about, like, the truth, you had Magic Johnson, you had Kareem, you had James Worthy, you had... Pat Riley, you had all these guys. That would be way more interesting than this show. How did they take a show that has a great concept and made it terrible? It's a reimagining and- But it's not fun. But this is why. Look who's what. It's not made for you. It's not made for the dudes who actually paid attention or know anything about sports. This is for me. And granted, I know sports, <clears throat> but like the the story, the drama- the actual like characters, even though they're like actual human beings, it's for me. It's for the women viewers. It's not for dudes. Okay, so it's not for Laker fans. To be honest with you, it's not. So that leads me to my next thing. So just a couple of weeks ago, we saw Succession, the finale, and you want to talk about a show that's not for everybody. 
and the ratings it proved should it. be for everybody but the ratings proved it it's because you guys don't know what you're missing out on no, no that's not true because game of thrones got like 20 million people watching that that's finale. because there's way more nerds succession got like 2 million people okay that means that succession was a niche audience even though you would think a nerd audience would be a niche but that crossed over to the point where you watched it yeah but succession it turned into basically if you're somebody who works either in media or has worked in media you loved succession everybody else is like <sighs> baseball tonight on right now well again you got the <laughs> loosely based on so i don't know and also too i feel like the climate of people and topics has changed from game since game of thrones was really really popular because game of thrones didn't end well as we all remember um it started out real strong but by the end people were pissed um i kind of feel that that's an hbo thing though maybe because every show we the sopranos worked out because that was people 20 years were, ago well, and people were pissed about the sopranos but it wasn't until it was over over like people like probably i think like fell off of game of thrones before it ended i'm sorry i have to burp so bad and Go i'm trying it. not to burp on Go mike <laughs> wouldn't be so, the first time true at least, at least but like yeah podcast. with sopranos it was like everybody was mad about the way it ended but they watched it till the very last second so it counts well i think with or the wire i think the wire did well too it the wire did well um i i, I think to watch the wire i think with these hbo shows mm. um entourage i never watched that i didn't either but I think with these shows, it's not so much HBO in general, but it, the only reason I mention them is every show that I've mentioned here, except for Vanderpump, is an HBO show, though. And there's way more to watch now, too. Yes. There's a lot more out there. Well, but also, I think, so Succession was four seasons, right? Yes. That's about- Four brilliant seasons. That's about it. Also, two- Succession's seasons were affected by the pandemic. So, like, I want to say, like, between season two and season three, there may have been two years. So, that might have, people might have just not waited. Well, I, I think a lot of it is the fact that, and I, I've talked about this before. Or season three, season four, I can't remember. There's one of the lulls. There was like two years. Well, I've, I've talked about this before. Which I gave think me time to catch up. The shows now used to be movie concepts 25 years ago oh yeah everything everybody lives for the shows now i think if there was a showtime lakers, on a podcast today i think if there's a showtime lakers show the or movie that came out 25 years ago it would have been a movie as mm -hmm. opposed to a several season tv show yeah i think if stranger things if they did that i'll let's say 2006 finished Stranger Things, let's say 2006. I think that would have been a great movie with maybe a disappointing sequel. That's okay. about it. Um, but because of our consumption nowadays, they are like a, it's an on-demand thing, binge-watching. It's like, oh, the new season came out. We're going to watch all 12 or 8 or 6. Or so we're staying episodes. all weekend and Uber Eats. Watching it all. So our consumption is a little bit different. So therefore... Um, our expectations are a little bit different too. So I think these shows that they take a concept that would have been a great movie and stretch it and try to get as much money as they can, many resources, many really good actors and everything. 
but and stretch it out as long as they could until the concept just runs out or runs its course or the ratings just start going down. And you notice that that a lot of these Netflix shows, Ted Lasso is a perfect example. A lot of people say that first season of Ted Lasso was yeah, great TV. Like it towards the end. And then it, it was one of those shows by the time you get to season two, season three, the quality just dropped off a cliff. Well, I think they also like ran out of ideas. And I mean, forgive me, I've not watched a single episode of Ted Lasso. I don't like soccer. But um, football, football. But yeah, no, I think, yeah, people were like, and that's probably the reason why it ended, too, is because they kind of ran out of ideas. Like it came out so hot that it which that first season is like a movie. If you fit all that in one movie, it would have been a great movie. And then maybe you have a sequel, you know, you know, Ted Lasso to Electric Boogaloo and stuff like that. You like to make everything to Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, of course. Everything. Why wouldn't I? (laughs) But, you know, it's one of those where I I think our consumption has changed and it kind of gets back to what we were talking about is how we're going to be when it comes to news down the road. That are we you tied all that back into news? Yeah, that's that's the brilliance of the Check Your Brain podcast and me, Tony Mazer. What is the original movie that had the sequel? It was something to Electric Boogaloo. Oh, uh, I, f- I forgot actually. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't yeah, airplane? No. <laughs> We're uh, gonna have to look it up. What else did I have? Let's see. I had a couple other things. Uh winning time. Uh which one was this one? It's winning time. No, this one. Oh, yes. Yeah. So oh. here's the other one. So uh in the last couple uh, please, of weeks. You're now, not asking me about Matt Ray. Please don't. Yes. <laughs> don't <even> so <laughs> I don't know how to explain this. So uh in the last couple of weeks now, uh, for folks who are just casual comedy fans, they were their Facebook pages, their Instagrams, their Twitters were exploded by this comedian named Matt Rife that I think most people had never heard of. All they saw was one picture of him dropping a mic with his shirt off. Now, you had actually heard of him because you'd saw him in a while now. Yes. And like that was like well announced in like season 47. Like he was only on like the first five seasons. So and I'm just like, why is his name coming out of nowhere again? So he's from Columbus, Ohio, which I did not know. I think I've done a show with him before years, years ago, because I remember he's been in New York. Yeah, but he had come back to town and he was doing open mics when he was in Columbus. He was doing open mics to, you know, oh, to work goodness. on some things. I think he came to uh, like I could be wrong, but I remember there was a guy who was on a show and they had mentioned Wild and Out. And I'm like, yeah, I don't watch that show. And if you ask me like somebody in 2023, hey, this guy was on Wild and Out, I'd say, yeah, I don't know who that is. So I probably worked with like big comics in the past that I couldn't care less about. I don't I don't know. So apparently he's uh, from Columbus and he's got muscles and he kind of looks- That's the other thing too. He was a skinny little thing on, uh, I didn't know. I was, I was like, this is the same Matt right? It sure is. But like, but it, but I it, didn't it, know he was like a thing. But it exploded and there was like this weird guerrilla marketing campaign that popped up in the last week or so, or now two weeks, I guess, by the time this gets posted of people talking about Matt Rife and he's like, oh, he's coming to town, and all these venues right now are selling out. Whatever he did, it works. Whatever they did, like I don't know any of his comedy. Don't he hate could be the, funny. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. I mean, he uh, apparently what whatever this shows. I don't know what this is. Cookies, Cookies and, and milk. I, I just it, already now I hate him. I okay, I hate him now. I, I I'm rooting against him right now. I hope everybody. Why can't you get someone to do some marketing like this for you? Hmm. 
Ew, problematic. Problematic. You said ew. So, so his tour is called Problematic with like two T's. You come up with no. it's so corny. Oh, no. God, problematic. Get it? Huddle What is he gonna call the next tour? Problematic two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It should be. Good gracious! I'm not going to. Um... <laughs> Roasted over a heart. So he's just taking like easy concepts. He also got work done on his face because his jawline was never that chiseled. Yeah, he looks like that uh, Squidward meme where Squidward is like in shape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Virgo men are the worst. So is he just taking concept that girls are going to be like, oh, I like that. That's really great. Then you talk to him after the show and, you know, want to take him home and, you know. Enjoy yourselves. Have some adult fun. I don't know. I'm trying not to burp Speak, again. Speaking of adult fun, let's talk about my girl, Woe Vicky. What is a Woe Vicky? I'm all about Woe Vicky now. Oh, this automatically means I'm not going to like it. So Woe Vicky. So remember the Cash Me Outside girl? Yeah. Yeah. Now she's like blowing up everywhere. She's. Uh, I think she's like getting in fights. She might be engaged or having a kid. I can't remember. I don't know why this is not showing. Come on. Where's my Woe Vicky? I'm on my Woe Vicky no fix one wants right to now. See Woe Vicky. She was like one of those. And it's not showing up. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, she's uh she's blown up on the on the TikTok and on the Instagram right now. But she's why have like I a, not heard of this? Why do you know more about this stuff than I do? Oh, I didn't you know don't, that. You don't I, even... I just looked at the what? It says Victoria Rose Waldrip, better known as Woe online as Woe Vicky, is an American Instagram personality, model, and businesswoman. She came on this podcast. She gained notoriety in 2017 after using the <clears throat> the N word in a few videos, claiming that she was black. She also became known for her feud with rapper and media personality Bad Baby, who Barbie. is or bad. No, it's no, it's Bad, it's bad Baby. Baby. Oh, yeah, that's the Cash Me Outside girl. Yeah, but I thought her name was Bad Barbie. No, it's Baby. But with an H. I really thought it was Barbie with an H. Yeah, this is Woe Vicky. I feel like that's not right. I think that's an incorrect. I still think it's Barbie. It's not. With an H. It's baby, but with the spelled horribly. You know Wikipedia can be edited and be incorrect. That's not true. Oh, Lord. It's bad baby. I guarantee you. No, that's fine. I'm just saying, in general, you know Wikipedia can be wrong. Yes. But if I see bad baby, Danielle Brigoli. That makes me angry. She's 20. I know. Oh. See, whoa, Vicky's older. See, she's a, she's an old gal. She's a little long in the tooth because she's 23. I hate everything. I Matt Reif, whoa, Vicky, bad baby. Catch me outside. The moon? Could be done with it. I mean, look. This is what we wanted to do. We wanted to work in media, and this is media now, baby. Bad baby. No, this is not the media I deal with. Sorry. No, no. We gotta leave then. Why? No more podcasting. No more media. If the if if, <sighs> if media consumption nowadays is going to be Vanderpump, is going to be Woe Vicky. I'm fine with Vanderpump. Yeah, but if this is where the direction's going, I think this is time we just start to pull the plug. I think we take one of these. The we one enjoy, we enjoy what we have is that at least you know 
my station never did one thing on Scandaball, which makes me sad. Why not? That's a big story. I'm aware. It literally took over the internet. I mean, why can't you have your some of your personalities up there talking about? It? I'm sure they're all you guys. You oh, guys are we would have chattering about the whole, it. We did. That's all we talked about in the newsroom for like months. It happened what March? But it happened on your birthday. It was like March third. Scandal. Yeah, I, I, it was like March first is when it happened, and by the third is when it all got we out. We went to see Toto that night. So we for did. So, so, so while Scandaball was happening, we were blessing the rains down in Africa. We were. <laughs> well, what was the other song that I love the most? Rosanna. No. The one that I always think about that singing on the line from yes. the 70s show. Bez. Bez. Yes, when he sings that song. Yeah, that's, that's um, my fave. Well, we made it to three years. I was going to say, we have not talked one thing about our marriage. It's literally just been. Well, it's been about a bunch of stuff. Topical. I like talking to you my opportunity to talk yeah. to you you could talk to me more you know i live here right you do who are you usually i'm in the bathroom <laughs> no. no usually you're out on the patio talking to chad you're playing softball or something but no uh, i'm talking about when you do your podcast sir but i think if the fact that we've talked about everything but the marriage that means the marriage is going well right or it's going poorly i was gonna say is that what that no I, I think if it was going poorly we could have a couple of like passive aggressive digs at each other during the podcast i didn't no i'm just kidding no not yet no no i think we're Here, good have, with... have another long drink yeah i think we're good with that we don't really make fun of each other that much at least to each other's faces yeah i don't I, i'm fine uh, look i'm i'm ripe for parody trust me um but uh no it's uh it's a good time enjoying mm-hmm. ourselves right now we're uh it's a learning at, process at, at this at this moment in all seriousness we've been working on trying to be home buyers and all that stuff so it's a uh, Zero out of ten. Don't recommend. It's it's an interesting. Well, yeah, it's the worst time to buy a house. Uh, probably the we entire pick planet. the worst times to do everything. Worst time to get married. The worst time to travel. However, traveling was great because we were able to go to a lot of places. Worst time to try to have kids. Worst time to try to have kids. Worst time to try to buy a house. Or is it the best time? What do you mean? I don't know. Just... Are you just trying to be corny? No, I was just trying to like, put a any nice time on it. is the best time because it's with you. I'm trying to put a nice spin on it because it's uh you know it's a different podcast as opposed to last year. I was very bitter about things and what I was going through, and now I'm I've seen the light. We've dealt with uh dealt with our share of hardships in the last year and everything. Yeah. So yeah, like this year was like I said, this year was this oh we did talk about it a little bit was the sophomore slump. We I really had to also, yeah, you know. We had a lot of uncertainty, and I think we faced it the best way we could, which was a not freak out, know that we were gonna figure it out. We just had to figure it out, mm-hmm. and then we did. And six months ago this week, we like lost our animal. we lost our cat Woody. That was tough. That was up. That was that was horrible. It was like, can this year can end now? Real kick in the groin. Um, right before Christmas, December seventeenth, and. Um, which he's right next to us right now mm-hmm. um next to the emmy of course that's yes. that's nice i mean it kind of it, is the year encapsulated woody dying emmy yeah exactly 2022 yeah happy, happy 2022 here's your remembrance you, yeah. you lost a cap but you won an emmy mm-hmm. or you could look at it the I don't negative like, way yeah. so you won an emmy and you lost a I, was cap. Say, I don't like the trade if i could trade i would trade the emmy back for the cap but it was it was tough, and you know, I you heard me do the podcast right after he had passed, mm-hmm. and uh, it, doing a show like that that I 
it helped me. It really did help me. But I think what also helped was the fact that we rescued a cat that was abandoned. And mm-hmm. I think what helped is that he was abandoned for a reason. Um, he had a bad ticker. And I think the mother abandoned him because it's like, he's not going to, he's not going to live up to his full potential. Yeah. May as well just do away with him right now. Just get rid of him right now. And we weren't willing to do that. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how bad his condition was and his condition, which was, he was healthy. It seemed he chased the, chased our other cat Harpo around. Everything was just, um, you know, seemed fine. And, yeah. you know, and then uh, that fateful well, morning because it was right after midnight that you had called me about it and I was at work and it was it was rough but what's helped me is to know that we gave him the best life mm-hmm. given the best life that we could uh considering the circumstances that you know he would have died there if we didn't pick him up yeah we, he would have died that night would have gotten picked up by a hawk or mm-hmm. uh or whatever and even though he died here he didn't die alone he didn't die alone he died happy died healthy or at least he, he was yeah. well fed I should yeah say. And it was too, quick. too fed. It was very quick. He didn't suffer. And then right after that, I had adopted our cat Woody. Or I mean Eddie. Eddie. We have Eddie. Now. We have Woody Eddie. and we went to Eddie. It's very Woody. And Eddie looks like him. He's but he's part Devin Rex. He's a great cat. But the way I looked at it, because I've had, I had people say, like, boy, that was really soon you guys got a new cat. And I'm like, it was a coping mechanism, but he fit in with our family. And I think what also helped is there's a lot of cats that don't have that opportunity to get adopted right around the holidays. Yeah. Some people do that. And we saw that during COVID that people would adopt a pet and they'd return it when they had to go back to work. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. That I wanted to give uh, in honor of Woody yeah. a home to somebody who was looking for a, a home. Yeah. And Eddie was somebody that, and, I, and you heard me on WTAM on the podcast uh, with Dennis Manilov that I, I posted on here is that, uh, he was used as bait. He was going to be used as bait, and they rescued him from an area in Arkansas that uh, apparently places that what they do is they go into these shelters. They either breed cats or they go into shelters, adopt cats, and then they paint their uh, feet purple to be used as bait during dogfighting rings. Mm-hmm. And Eddie would have been one of those cats, which is a shame because of how great of a cat he is that he would have been used as this bait. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Even though we're still sad about Woody, that I'm happy that we were able to rescue Eddie mm-hmm. from a, a, a life of terror and that he has a nice, warm, and hopefully cool home whenever it decides that <laughs> we can put the air conditioning back on because it's been unseasonably cool here in Ohio. Yeah, it's very weird this last week. But um, no, it's it's been, an, it's been an interesting up and down time mm-hmm. from year two to three. But I think we're in a very good direction right now. It's a much different podcast if you heard last year's. I'll say that. Yeah. And and much different from two years ago when we were planning the wedding. (laughs) Yes. And not knowing all the things that we know about the world now. So stay tuned. Uh, If all goes to plan, we'll do year four next year, next June. And we'll uh, see. Yeah. We'll hopefully from our own home. Oh my goodness. Might be in another county. Another county, maybe another state. Who knows? We'll mm-hmm. see. How many more cats? Maybe babies. Who knows? We babies look, and cats. We can look back at this in June of 2024 and go like, oh boy, how young and naive those two were. <laughs> I'm sure we could go back to listen to the one from 2021 and start laughing about that one. Oh, I might have to. It's still around. <laughs> go check it out. But 
I want to thank everybody for checking out this week's Check Your Brain podcast, hosted by me, Tony Mazur, with my guest, my beautiful wife, Leah. Leah Mazur. I didn't want to dox her last name. How dare you? Yes, indeed. Yeah, Leah. My name is Tony Mazur. This is my wife, Leah. But you'll never guess her last name. Anyways. Hyphenated. Yes. Yeah, no, we're not doing hyphenated. No. (laughs) See, I've been very nice on this podcast today. I've been nice. I try not to offend anybody today. Did I do a good job? Yeah, you're fine. I'll wait till the Patreon podcast. Then I'll offend everybody. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll just be diarrhea of the mouth that comes out. As it is. But if you enjoyed today's podcast and uh, you enjoyed the free version, if you're listening on the audio, it comes out every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts on the platform. And then I have my YouTube account here. I'm on Rumble as well. I also have a Locals account at checkyourbrain.locals.com. Is that like OnlyFans? It's not. No, it's uh, more like a... Uh, it's more like a let's let's just say Tony Mazur ideology MySpace locals locals interesting never heard of it and of course I'm yeah I know I, when I first heard locals I thought it was one of those like local girls in your area that's what I'm saying <laughs> but it's not it's uh Dave Rubin's website and it's a social media place listeners might know Dave Rubin uh but uh you know of course on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tony Mazur where you get four to five podcasts a month for as little as three bucks a month no wait five podcasts a week for three bucks a month how's that sound all right let's get out of here you're gonna watch you're gonna watch your Vanderpump I gotta watch my secrets revealed and uh how's my bedtime I gotta go to bed and I'm gonna mix down these podcasts and put them up for you fine folks so have yourselves a wonderful night I'll if you're a freeloader and you're only listening for free we'll talk to you next week thanks everybody for checking out this week's edition of the check your brain podcast and uh i don't know bye i don't know how to end these go bucks